why, why won't you why won't you answer that question? If you guys would like to reach out, feel free. Which is what Democrats are supposed to do. Not a Democrat. I fought to make sure. He chose Fox for good because he is anti-LGBTQ, and I'm just going to play that exactly as it is because he is. I grew up in a family when we were taught it's better to win than to lose, but it's better to lose than to cheat. Just when you think Illinois politics couldn't get any weirder, there's Congress. WBEZ's politics team is here to translate the latest elections news and what it means for you. Today, we'll dig into a competitive and pretty bizarre race for Congress. Also, a look at a flurry of campaign donations made by Democratic gubernatorial candidate J.B. Pritzker. I'm Becky Vivi. With less than two weeks before the primary, we're going to hear about a race that's been getting a lot of national attention this week. It's a race that politicos say symbolizes the battle for the future of the Democratic Party. It's the primary for Illinois' third congressional district. That includes the southwest side of Chicago and the southwest suburbs. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel has been covering the race for us. Hi, Mariah. Hi, Becky. Uh, first off, tell us a little bit about these candidates who's running. Sure. So incumbent Dan Lipinski is definitely a household name in the third district. His dad held the seat for 22 years before him, and he's now held it for 14. He's known as one of the most conservative Democrats in Congress. Political newcomer Marie Newman is a businesswoman with roots in the 3rd District. She says she grew up in Palos Park and founded a nonprofit to combat bullying after a corporate career in advertising. So we've seen political newcomers come along and challenge longtime incumbents before. Tell us why this race in particular is getting so much national attention. Yeah, well, to answer that, this race was really typified in a moment at the only public Democratic debate between the two candidates last month. Dan Lipinski was giving his conclusion speech, talking about his record, and this guy just shouts out. record of going to bat for working people, which is what Democrats are supposed to do. And in case you didn't hear, that guy shouts, you're not a Democrat. And that pretty much sums up this race, Becky. It's largely being portrayed as a case study for where the Democratic Party is headed in a time of divisive politics, where a left-leaning candidate, in this case Marie Newman, says the time is up for tolerating Lipinski's conservative positions. So what are the biggest differences between these two candidates? What are their positions? Yeah, there are a few. Um, As we heard at the top, Newman attacks Lipinski for his position on gay marriage, calling him anti-LG. LGBTQ. Lipinski says he supports gay marriage as the law of the land, but has in the past voted for legislation that critics say is a blow to equality. Lipinski is anti-abortion and Newman supports abortion rights. And Newman would definitely argue there's no room for anti-abortion Democrats in Congress. Okay, so what does Lipinski say to that? Like I said, Lipinski is one of the most conservative Democrats in Congress. He's anti-abortion, voted against Obamacare, and against the DREAM Act. But he touts those positions as evidence that he's willing to reach across the aisle. Compromise has become a dirty word in Washington. The Tea Party and the Freedom Caucus is a major problem. Having a Tea Party of the left uh, that makes promises about all these things that can happen magically Uh, it's not going to work. So back to the ideological purity test, Lipinski's actually cautioning against that, saying the party should be tolerant of a spectrum of viewpoints. So getting ahead to the March 20th primary, on one hand, voters have Lipinski, who's a household name. But on the other, Newman recently out-fundraised him almost two to one. Does she have a chance? 
Yeah, it's hard to tell. We did get a poll this week that shows them in a dead heat. That poll was sponsored by a group that's endorsed Newman, though. She also got an endorsement from Bernie Sanders this week. On the other hand, Lipinski is definitely putting up a fight. He spent half a million dollars on his campaign in the first two months of this year. And Lipinski's people say this is the first time ever the congressman is running television ads. That's a sign that he feels like he's in trouble. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel is covering the third congressional district primary for us. Mariah, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Becky. Let's shift gears to the governor's race now. Joining me is WBEZ's Tony Arnold. Hi, Tony. Hi, Becky. Looking at the Democrats today, Chris Kennedy accused J.B. Pritzker of buying off black committeemen in Chicago. What exactly does he mean when he says that? Well, this is really just kind of a peek behind the curtain of how political organizations or ward organizations around Chicago work, um, how they get their organization to do political work and convince voters then to punch the ballot for their guy. Um, Kennedy says that when J.B. Pritzker gives $10,000 or $15,000 to a ward organization, that's pay to play. So what Kennedy's asserting here is that Pritzker is buying African-American votes. Well, I imagine that that doesn't go over so well with the with the committee men who have accepted some of this money. What right. are they saying about this pay-to-play accusation? Well, a lot of those committee men end up being Chicago aldermen. Um, and a few of the aldermen whose ward organizations have accepted J.B. Pritzker were ready for this. Um, they had a press conference in response uh, this afternoon. Uh, Chicago alderman Walter Burnett said all campaigns do this kind of thing. It's all BS. It's just a sign of desperation because they know that they are going to lose and they know that JB got the right guys working for him and that we're going to kick their butt. That's what it's all about. (laughs) So Alderman Burnett also said that if Kennedy ends up winning the primary, then guess what? What? Then those same ward organizations like his are going to expect money from Chris Kennedy because they're going to need that money to help him get the vote out come November. So help us understand the politics of why Kennedy's bringing this up right now, a week mm-hmm. and a half before the primary. Well, don't forget, J.B. Pritzker's still kind of reeling after the secretly recorded phone conversations between him and Rod Blagojevich were released. Pritzker's been apologizing to African-American organizations and pastors since that came out. And, you know, really the black vote's really important to the Democratic primary come March 20th. This is another example of how that fight for the black vote is playing out. Well, that's certainly something we'll keep our eye on ahead of the primary. Last but not least, every week we take you behind the scenes to show you what our democracy sounds like. WBEZ's Dave McKinney is here this week to share the best thing he heard that didn't make it to air. Let's hear it, Dave. All right. Well, let's uh, let's paint the scene here. We're, we're standing outside of a committee room in Chicago. Uh, there had just been an, another hearing uh, on uh, the state's response to the Legionnaires' outbreaks in Quincy, and the two state cabinet directors at the center of all this just got, they got blistered. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anyway, at the end of the hearing, public health director Nirav Shah and the veteran affairs director Erica Jeffries made just a beeline out of that committee room while reporters were were basically waiting to ask them questions. Why won't you you answer that question? These guys used their press people as body blockers on the way out, but their escape plan had a snag. Uh, the elevator doors wouldn't open. And when that happens, you got nowhere to go. And Erica Jeffries came face to face with the Sun-Times Mitch Dudek and me as we were trying to pin her down on what exactly the state's plan is to fix Quincy. Generally, I prefer to speak with journalists who have journalistic integrity. And, and to whom are you referring? Wow. So do we know who she was referring to? 
Well, you know, we've been reporting this story for about three months now and have not gotten a lot of answers. And just like with all of that, we didn't get an answer. All right. Dave McKinney covers state politics for WBEZ. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Becky. You can download WBEZ's Elections 2018 podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you download. This is WBEZ. WBEZ.